0: L A is our house. This is episode ninety five. I am David, and I'm here with Lewis.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody?
0: And uh, notably, our our coast, our host, our host Bobby, uh, is absent. Unfortunately, uh, his mom passed away about a week ago today, as of this recording. Um, we're very sorry. Uh, he's he's been obviously uh, broken up about the whole thing, um, as it was a. a, a a bit of a sudden um thing um but you know he's he's getting through he's he's uh taking things day by day um we are going to start a gofundme page um for uh you know helping him out trying to get the funeral expenses paid for his mom making sure that he sends her out on a very very good note um but uh you know bobby we we miss you obviously uh we're here for you buddy and uh and you know we're we're gonna do this show as a as a tribute to your mom uh leppe so um please listeners if uh if you're listening to this and uh and you want to help out a fellow galaxy uh family member in need please share the uh The tweet, please, uh, please go to the, uh, check out the GoFundMe page. Once we get all the information up on our uh, Twitter and on the website. Um, and uh, obviously our hearts go out to Bobby and,
1: uh, and his family. Yeah. Uh, been our best friend for about 20 years. So, uh, the loss of his mother's, uh, you know, stings us as well. Um, we we knew her and obviously, uh, you know, during this very, uh, very tough time for uh, Bobby and his family were, we're there with them um, we hope to have him back on the podcast uh, sooner rather than later but um, you know he can take all the time that he needs uh, during this very uh, difficult time um, it, it seems a little odd and weird having him uh, not here uh, he is our producer uh, he was the the guy who Uh, came up with the idea for the podcast so it seems a little odd that um he's not here with us right now but i know that we got his uh his go-ahead to keep going um i know when i talked to him last it almost seemed like um if we didn't do it uh once he's back he'd probably scold us for not doing it (laughs) so (laughs) uh, um so he kind of got a little chuckle out of that he's like yeah that's true go ahead and do it and so um yeah what we'll uh obviously he's uh He's here in spirit. He'll be back with us, like I said, uh, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. Um, so uh, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and begin the show because there's a lot of information going on in Galaxy Land. Uh, we took so, that hiatus last week, and even from uh, even two weeks back, there was a lot of news going around. Another, another week added, and you can add even twice the news, twice the rumors. Um, so... Um, let's go ahead and get started with that. Obviously, we had um, – well, Siggy had to fill pretty much an entire roster or at least half a roster. Uh, he's about two-thirds of the way done by now, uh, which seems like, um, you know, he's he still has a way to go. He still has a third of the roster to fill out. Um, and there's only a week left before uh, preseason camp starts. He wanted all 30 players in that camp. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to make that deadline. But he's very close to it. I'm sure if he comes up a couple uh, uh, death player short, I- I'm, I'm sure he's not going to get uh, too bent out of shape. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about some of these uh, player signings. We'll, we'll go one by one because there's been quite a few since the last time we recorded. Um, let's start in the back. Um, we'll start with the goalkeeper position, uh, David Bingham. Um, since our last recording, uh, he was not officially signed. Or Rather, we had his, acquired his rights. Um, and we did kind of touch a little bit on David Bingham. Um, but since then he has been officially signed. He is a member of, uh, the galaxy. He is going to be our starting goalkeeper in 2018. Um, I, I know we went over this, uh, two weeks ago, but David, do you want to just go ahead and jump in and give us your opinion on, uh, David Bingham here?
0: Well, as we, as we talked about, uh, last, the last time we recorded and, and, uh, and all last year on uh, on on MLS recap and, and probably even on Balls and Beers, I'm sure we mentioned uh, David Bingham's name. He he's known for um, he was up and coming. He got called into the national team. Uh, he didn't really get a good look, but um, he he tended to be very hot and cold. And and I mean when I say hot and cold, I mean like Sahara to Antarctica because he would make some incredible gaffes, but also the very next week he would make some incredible saves. So if we can reduce the number of gaffes that he makes, he could turn out to be a very good goalkeeper for us. Uh, now he's here. He's headed south. He's uh, he's signed for the Galaxy. He's an officially a Galaxy member, no longer from San Jose. Uh, that's still going to take a little while to get over, but for the most part, if he's coming out there, he's wearing the shirt, and he stops... A, stops a dangerous ball from uh, going in the net, then uh, he's he's a G.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, fans are pretty fickle. You, you do right by us, we're going to do right by you. Um, the the thing uh, I, I had also touched on uh, last time we recorded was um, it's an upgrade uh, from what we had in 2017. You have sure. now an uh, MLS caliber goalie. You have a, uh, an MLS experience goalie. Uh, like uh, like you said, he uh, at one point was on the radar uh, for the U.S. national team. Um, he's 28 years old. So if you're a goalie, you're pretty much getting into your prime uh, around this time. Um, works a little different, works a little later for goalies. They tend, they tend to hit their uh, prime uh, late 20s, early 30s. Um, and there is no, as of right now, there is no goalie controversy there is no who's going to be the starter who's going to be the backup we know that he is going to be the starter come yeah. uh the season opener on march 4th and for the uh, duration of the 2018 season um unless there is uh, an injury or Oof. suspension or something uh, but he is our starter so and I, I hate i hate that you had to bring that up because i know you had to bring up the
0: injury thing uh that's what i was thinking it was like okay unless he gets injured unless he gets injured
1: but you had to say it you had to put well, it out there well i i as the uh as a galaxy fan and after what we saw in 2017 where it seemed like everybody on the roster got injured at some point during the season it's hard not to think that in the back of your head that it right. is a possibility that this is going to happen um but um, let me go ahead and talk about that a little bit more. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, him being from San Jose, like I said, um, you put in a couple good saves there. We get a couple wins. He, you know, he saves our asses a few games. He's going to be a Galaxy guy. Um, we're not going to see him as an earthquake anymore. And, um, you know, what what's more of it is that apparently he left San Jose on a very sour note. He obviously lost the starting position. Um, I'm sure he wasn't happy the way things went down last season. And then um, it it almost seems like he wants to give a nice big fuck you to San Jose and what better place to do that than on the galaxy to give it right back to them. So, I mean, if that's the case, uh, every galaxy fan should be welcoming him with open arms and a keg and, uh, you know, uh, wish him or uh, do our best to make sure that he uh, gives that fuck you, uh, to that San Jose, from all of us.
0: You know what? You know what would really endear him to Galaxy fans, though. Like seriously, just, just punch, just punch Wondolowski in the face. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, take out
1: Wando. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just you know, just just punch him in the face. You get a nice little elbow to the nose. You know when the ref's not looking. Uh, you know I'm, I'm obviously not a. Uh, you know, and, and maybe he gets a yellow card. That's fine. He should get punished for that. Uh, but that would definitely endear endear him to Galaxy fans, right? Right, a little um,
1: gamesmanship that doesn't hurt anybody from time to right. time, right?
0: Uh, should should he go down? Uh, you know, knock on wood. Uh, should he ever go down, we have also signed a backup goalkeeper, Brian Silvestre, uh, from uh, North Carolina FC of the USL. Uh, he uh he he's a former U twenty uh goalkeeper, and uh, he's going to add depth. Uh, I don't know much about this guy uh, other than he's going to be probably our number two.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me to comment on this guy because I don't follow USL. Um, I don't even want to pretend to follow USL. I I don't know um, anything about the the league or the players. I wouldn't be able to name a player outside of Galaxy 2. Um, So it's hard for me to comment about this. uh, and, And Drogba, right? Oh yeah, okay, Drogba. Yeah, see, I, you had to remind me of that. I, I completely forgot, <laughs> and I, and I wouldn't even be able to tell you what team he played on. Is it Fresno? No, no uh Phoenix Rising. That's right. Phoenix That's right. Rising. He was in Arizona. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that. Um. But he, yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to comment on that. Um. I will say this. Uh, from what I'm, I've been hearing is that he is a solid backup. Um. He has played. In MLS before, he's played with Philadelphia. He's played uh, with Vancouver. Um, Coming out of USL has me, and again, this is the 2017 uh, Galaxy in me talking. Um, Like you said, if, knock on wood, Bingham goes down with an injury, um, this guy is the guy who's supposed to take over. And having a USL guy... Take over. It just kind of brings back, you know, like that bad taste in my mouth of last season having a guy that wasn't necessarily MLS caliber. Um, From what I hear, he's a solid backup. Um, I'm not really sure how I would feel uh, if he were to be thrust into the starting role. If you know some unfortunate event uh, did happen to David Bingham. However, that being said, I I do like um, the fact that it's anybody but Diop. So we're gonna (laughs) go ahead and. and uh, say that that's a uh, positive that's step forward. That's an upgrade. He's 25, so it's not that he's like over the hill USL. So he's still yeah. young, especially for a goalkeeper. He's still very young. Um, he still has a lot of room for, for growth and improvement. And um, if we're talking about um, US Open Cup games uh, later in the year, um, this is the guy that is probably going to be starting in goal, and he's going to be at that level where you know uh, he's been playing at. So that's a plus there. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll we'll get to see we'll get to see that uh that level in uh, and, and, and uh, you know, we wish him well. I I look forward I I don't look forward to seeing him play right away, but I'm looking forward to seeing him get minutes in uh, open cup games and uh, maybe Galaxy 2 um, just to kind of to see to see what he's like.
1: All right. So that takes care of our goalies. There's still one goalie position to be uh, to be filled we're not sure if that's the uh, the galaxy two keeper right now or if there's another sign that that's going to be made uh next uh, on the list what will go into the uh the midfield because it seems to be oh actually no i'm, I'm lying. Well, we should start the defense no the we're defense yes the I, I completely skipped over the defense yes i am sorry um we did sign a, a defender just um, a couple days we saw... ago We, we um, also... signed many defenders well okay but we've already covered those that's what i mean We've talked about uh, Feltzer and uh, Sheldick. Right. So, um, newest signing. Um, also from the USL, this one from Sacramento Republic. Emra Clementa was signed a couple days ago. Um, he is a 26-year-old um, 26 26, yes. Mont-
0: Montenegrin. Uh, or I believe he's, um, I don't know, he's from Eastern Europe somewhere, but he, he is capped with a Serbia Montenegro. Um and uh and he is the leading minutes no what, what what's that uh he, he has the he, most uh, leads, appearances leads in USL in uh, in minutes uh for Sacramento.
1: Yes. Um, um so, so
0: a solid solid player.
1: Yeah. Um he's a guy who got minutes in uh, in the set that he was in. Um ironically he does not take up an international spot. Although he is, um, you know, capped with uh, another national team now, I'm not entirely sure why that is. Um, I'm not sure if he has dual uh, dual citizenship or dual nationality, or uh, uh, there's a green card here. But for whatever reason, he is not taking up international international spots. So that's actually a very big plus there. Um, yeah. um, obviously, you know, this MLS is not... rules. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, no, I-, I don't know MLS rules. <laughs> Um, but, um, uh, so you got uh, another 20, another young, uh, guy on the team. Um, you have, obviously this guy is, uh, for depth, another guy that's going to be playing uh U.S. open cup games or, um, again, if, you know, uh, tragedy or the injury bug hits the <laughs> locker room again, um, he will uh, definitely go in there. He plays center back can also play right back, which, um, which is great. I also, I, I love the versatility, uh, uh, players that can give us options if, uh, if need be. So he'll be backing up um, either uh, Steris or, um, I think it's... Uh, Romney? Uh, no, it's uh, Felcher, I, I believe, it, it, oh, right, it, right. It, if you were to uh, to go down or suspend it or whatnot. So um, that's a depth guy there. Um, I think with uh, the signing of uh, the defenders that you're seeing, um, it looks like Michael Ciani is on his way out. Um, and it doesn't really look like they're going to just offload the contract because what idiot would pick up that contract? And... Um, yeah, it, so, it, it so just, I,
0: believe, I believe they can buy the contract out and then just, you know, eat that costs uh, you know, on it, their books, right?
1: Yeah, and, and I think this is, like, probably the best possible move, not just because you're trying to get rid of Siani, uh, try to open up an international spot, but if there is a power struggle between Viennus and Schmidt, and Schmidt says yeah, I'm going to cut your guy and the deal that you made and I'm just going to fucking let you eat this? (laughs) I mean, that's just like all sorts of like hell yes going on right there? Uh, uh,
0: Again, again, all Siggy has to do is print out the standings from last year and just have it with him at all times. Vainus tries to, you know, insert his opinion just hold that paper up to him and he's like can you remind me where the galaxy was last year? Yeah. Can you remind me where your galaxy were last year?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah it, it almost seems like well I'm not even gonna finish that sentence because P Vi still has a job so yeah, well. so I'm not I'm not even gonna just get into that we'll just say that siggy is uh, fixing every mistake that was made uh, last season um let's go ahead and move on a um, little further up the field here uh, the the guys that are supposed to be protecting that uh, back line uh the uh, defensive midfielder, Uh, We signed uh, Servando Carrasco officially. Again, like Bingham, we had acquired his rights but had not officially uh, signed him uh, the last time we recorded. Um, He has since been signed. So Mr. Alex Morgan uh, is now officially an LA Galaxy player. Um, That means
0: means, uh, more pink headbands at the uh, StubHub. Yeah, I'd rock one. Hell yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah,
1: in fact, I'm all for bringing Alex Morgan as our striker.
0: <laughs> oh well, you know, come on, we don't have enough gam and tam in the world to bring that to bring Alex Morgan in. This is true. We I have, don't think that, we that, can that, is a, her. Uh,
1: that is a world class and a world champion. So yes, that's right. Yeah, so and a gold medalist. And a gold medalist. That's right. Yes, that is the cream of the crop right there. So, uh, yeah, the galaxy may be a little bit below her level there. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, when
0: Alex when Alex Morgan shows up to the uh, hub, it would be almost more exciting than if like Kobe Bryant showed up to the StubHub. <laughs>
1: um, well, I, well, the thing is with Alex Morgan, it actually makes sense that she's there. With Kobe, it's right. like, hey, Kobe. But yeah, Kobe is a soccer fan, so. Um, it's not, you know, that far fetched. Uh, maybe if I saw, like, a, you know, someone from, like, the Chargers or something there just, like, taking it in, like, yeah, I, you know, I can get into this. Like, Philip Rivers. If I see Philip Rivers there, I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, that's kind of weird. Uh, but no, okay, so we signed uh, Mr. Alex Morgan. Um, again, this is a depth guy. He, he's coming from Orlando City, um, was playing under Siggy Schmidt uh, in his uh, Seattle days. Um, you know, not. Really a, a starter, but still MLS caliber. Uh, yeah. Again, it's one of those guys that you're going to see um, either come in uh, to kill a game off or um, U.S. Open Cup. Um, so Or just fill in, you know. Or just to a fill know, in. Like you said,
0: uh, you know, if uh, somebody, you know, needs a break, if, uh, you know, uh, there's an injury, he's, he's, a, he's definitely a guy. He's something that the Galaxy definitely did not have last year in that there was a, a, a serviceable backup to a starter.
1: Right. And uh, and uh, e- even if you did have someone backing you up, they were probably playing out of position, you know, a la, a la Rafa Garcia or, um, you know, wh- whoever uh, it was that needed to fill in a particular role that day because three other guys were injured in front of him. Um, so um, obviously uh, this is, again, an MLS caliber uh, backup so that's uh, obviously an upgrade and it's a welcome signing um the next signing I want to talk about is the guy that he's probably gonna back up um, Perry kitchen was uh, the last time we recorded was rumored to be uh, pursued by the galaxy well that rumor turned out to be true we officially signed Perry kitchen and uh, we now have a legitimate uh central defensive midfield on our yep.
0: And 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 one that has a little bit of class. I, I mentioned last uh, in the last recording that Perry Kitchen doesn't feel like a Galaxy player. He doesn't feel like a a. Uh, he feels like more like a Philly guy or a DC guy. Or I mean, obviously he played for DC, uh, more like a Colorado guy. But you know, maybe that's what we need. We need a guy who's just a hard nosed guy. You know, I guess maybe what they wanted out of they thought Jermaine Jones could fill, but you know, he was just. Damn it. I broke my own rule. I said I wasn't going to bring him up anymore. Uh, damn it. Damn you, Jermaine Jones. Um,
1: David, dude, give me 20 push-ups. Uh, yeah, hold on. I'll be right back. All right. Well, while up. he's he's doing that, uh, I will give you my take on uh, Perry Kitchen here. L- let me start um, off by saying that Perry Kitchen... Yeah, there you go. All the way down, dude. dude. All the way down. All right. Um, so, One-handed.
0: Uh, each, each push-up counts as an up or down, uh, an up and down,
1: right? <laughs> uh, you're gonna need an up and a down, it's just one. <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah. This is gonna take me so much longer. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what you get for mentioning him. Anyway, okay, so Perry Kitchen, um, you? run-of-the-mill, um, MLS guy, something that we were dying to have last season. Um, think thing about Perry Kitchen I think of him as a guy who's been around, around MLS uh, quite a bit. He has experience. He went over to uh, Hearts in, Scot- in uh, Scotland, um, got some experience there, well, became the captain, and then came back. And I figured, okay, you know what? You're adding uh, a position of need. He's a solid MLS guy. He knows the league. He's He's been around for a while. Well, it turns out the guy's only 25 years old. When I thought he was like 29, pushing 30. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, it, it almost seems like you know he played for in MLS for about six years before going to Europe and then coming back. I mean, it, you know what? Really, he may very well be have been playing for six years for all I know. It but, really did feel that way, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Um, but I mean, that kind of, in a way, um, changes my opinion on it um, a, a little bit, just because um, you have a guy who's twenty five years old. So obviously, you a guy in his prime. He's young. He's still hungry. Um, He had been called up to the national team, um, something that I kind of disagreed with at the time, but no matter, he was on the radar. Um, And when he went over to Hearts, he ended up being the captain. Now, I know that the Galaxy are probably a better team than Hearts, and you're saying, you know, it's at a completely different level, but he became a captain in his first year on a professional football club. That's saying a lot. And for a team a team's locker room that was in complete shambles last year. This is a guy that you might want in that locker room.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talked about, we talked about last year in the preseason about how the galaxy was looking for, for leadership. They were looking, they were going after, remember they were going after Gregor, uh, uh, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Yeah. Gregor, uh, McGregor face. Uh, they're going after that guy. Um,
1: the only thing I'm thinking is uh, Connor
0: O'rahan, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and and they're going after Connor O'Rahane, which I believe both of them were captains of their teams, and uh, and we brought it up that like, hey, these guys are looking for leadership. There's obviously a lack of leadership, and of go and of course now they try to get that out of he who shall not be named. Uh, I mean, they had their leadership in Ashley Cole, they had their leadership in uh, in in it looked like some of the younger defenders that could have stepped up, but were maybe a little bit being a little bit too respectful of the older guys. They had, uh, um, yellow down going into the, uh, the, the, you know, the new season. Um, but it looks like they're at it again. They're looking for guys who are going to stabilize that locker room <clears throat> and guys whose egos, it seems like aren't going to be in the way of maybe some other egos that were making that locker room a little bit more crowded. So a guy like Perry Kitchen, he seems like he's just gonna come in, he's gonna do his work, he's gonna you know do all the uh, the stereotypical you know acts to the acts to the grind and you know keep your head down, blah blah blah. Um, it, it really does seem like that those are the guys that are after this this uh, this time around because uh, also. Um, the defender that we signed, Emira Clemente, was also captain of, of uh, Sacramento.
1: Yes. And so, I think he became a captain within his, his first, first year. year. Yeah. in so, his first
0: year. So definitely uh,
1: leadership is good. Leadership is good. So I, I got to say this, um, we still have, like I said, we still got about nine, 10 roster spots to fill, including the ever uh, important striker position, which we will talk about right now. But Siggy Schmidt got rid of half the players on the team. Got rid of every goalkeeper. Got rid of most of the Galaxy 2 guys. Um, he inherited a very, very poorly constructed team. And he basically had to start from scratch all over again. This without any sort of real wiggle room. Um, he had no DPs to, to play with. Um, and I got to tell you. If you're a Galaxy fan right now, and as of right now, those are the latest signings, you got to be extremely happy with what Siggy Schmidt has been doing because he got the team a lot younger. I think the average age is like 26 now uh, for the entire team, and I think that actually went up because of Ashley Cole, by the way, (laughs) Um, who's 36, 37 years old. So, you know, I I think everybody else is under 30 years old for the most part um, which is which is astonishing. He went out and got, like you said, a couple former captains. So you got the leadership role there. You got the right back. You got um you got a whole new back line, which was um you know obviously needed with the uh, Swiss cheese defense that we had uh, throughout the season last year. They got the goalie that they wanted. They got an MLS caliber goalie. Um, I think Ulstead would have been uh, the first choice, but, you know, I, I think Bingham is uh, is a fine uh, second choice. Um, Siggy Schmidt has been knocking this out of the park. And as of yeah. right now, um, if you sign that striker, which there's two that, that, that people are talking about right now that are a possibility. Um, all of a sudden, this Galaxy team may not be looking like an MLS Cup contender, but they're definitely well out of the cellar, or at least our ment- uh, mentality as fans, we gotta figure that we're gonna make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, definitely. It, it it seems like they're a very very solid MLS team, and and because they're young, they can they can like really put through the grind, and they're gonna need to because the the schedule that they got this year is pretty terrible there's a lot of midweek games or a lot of weekday games and and uh, a lot of uh, games in 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 close uh, co- close quarters due to the world cup break um, so it's going to it's those young legs are going to have to come in and and really do the work uh, and the and the, the trainers are really going to have to uh, their hands will keeping these guys healthy
1: Yeah, I think that's probably one of the more important um, issues here. I mean, they went off and got a new uh, physical trainer, I believe, because there were just so many injuries. It was an unprecedented amount of injuries. Um, I don't care what team you are and how good you built your team. If you have 11 guys out, your team is going to suffer one way or the other. Um, So it was a little bit unfair Um, to an awful last year, but with a poorly constructed team, it was just like, you know, the shit just kept hitting the fan. Um, But um, let's go ahead and talk about that striker uh, role. We have not yet officially signed a striker, um, uh, a position that Siggy Schmidt even said it uh, within his first, like, four or five games that he said he wished he had a striker. Uh, So now, you know, it it was uh, bestowed upon him. This was all... On him, you can get whoever you want, but again, he was a little bit handicapped with uh, no DP spots. So, two strikers have actually been uh, brought up. Uh, well, there's been a number of, of uh, rumors, but the the two that have actually stuck. Um, let's talk about the first one, Ola Kamara. Uh, Ola Kamara was rumored to be uh, pursued by the Galaxy, and then it stopped. It looked like Columbus didn't want to go through with that deal. They they said they were interested in Jazzy Zardes, maybe some sort of trade, uh, maybe some sort of TAM uh, you know, offering there between the, the clubs. Um, but then it looked like Columbus was pulling out. They didn't have uh, interest in Jazzy Zardes anymore. Um, Siggy Schmidt actually came out and said, we don't have enough TAM or GAM to get Ola Kamara. So it looked like the deal was all but dead. And uh, we were moving on to see uh, what other strikers uh, were available out there. And then lo and behold, Philadelphia... Oh, lo and behold, Kamara comes out and says, I want out, which started the rumors up again. And just a couple days ago, Philadelphia came out and said, I want a higher pick in the Super Draft. The Galaxy have the number two pick in the Super Draft, and they're willing to trade some Tam to get it. This looks like a match made in heaven for all parties right now. Yep. Except. Twist.
0: A La Liga side. Has come in and thrown their hat into the ring. For Ola Kamara.
1: Yeah. It actually makes things a little interesting. Um, I'm not sure um, exactly how true that rumor is. Um, not even sure if there's an interest uh, from Kamara. Uh, going uh, overseas. If I'm him I don't know why. I wouldn't. Yeah. Agree. No. If, if, yeah. if I'm Kamara I'm like yeah I'm going to La Liga. Bye. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure uh, if there would be a hesitation from, from, um, from his point of view, but, um, I don't know. I, I think this is one of those, uh, this is one of those, probably one of those rare occurrences where the galaxy could probably, um, have a slight upper hand here. Um, you can. You're basically saying if we sign you, you're you're our guy. You're the goal scorer. You're not going to be um, fighting for your spot. You're going to be it. We're going to be working around you. You know we were uh, a very impotent offensive team last year. Uh, you're you're our Viagra over here. Um, so um, I think <laughs> I just, what? <laughs> what? Oh man, what a
0: sell! You're our Viagra, Omar. Yes. Tomorrow. Yes.
1: I I, uh, I can't wait to get that uh, sponsored on our jersey Just says oh, Viagra yeah. <laughs> across my chest every time I go uh, to Disneyland.
0: Viagra nutrition.
1: Viagra nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think uh, the Galaxy might have the upper hand here. Um, I, I think that everyone would be happy. Philadelphia would get what they want. Uh, Kamara would get what they want. Columbus would get what they want, and the Galaxy would get what they want. Um, I, I think uh, this is something that um all parties can agree to here. I think everyone is going to be uh, trying to get this deal done rather than have him uh, lost uh, to La Liga. I think the only one that wouldn't be really hurting would be Columbus, uh, depending on how much money they would get in return. Yeah. Um, so, um...
0: Well, they may get Jesse Zardes in return.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, that's on them. If Look, Berhalter's, Berhalter's making his way west, so, you know, he... He uh, he can get rid of Zardes on his uh, future Galaxy team. He can have Ola Kamara his striker, and he can have all the other pieces that he's uh, putting together for him.
1: Yeah, I, that that that's one way of looking at it.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, but but if the Kamara deal falls through, Lewis, there's uh, another possible target here. The LA Galaxy have uh, been in talks with the 23 year old Uruguayan striker Rodrigo Aguirre.
1: Okay, so that must be a mistake because I heard you say Uruguayan and the galaxy never signs South Americans. So that's got to be a mistake. No,
0: no, no, no. Uh, you see, Uruguay is actually a, uh, a town in Mexico. Oh, uh, okay. No, no, oh, wait a minute. No, it's a whole country. It's re- <laughs> Hey, wow, there's also a country called Paraguay. Weird. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa.
1: Hold on a second. Those are countries? <laughs> I thought the globe, when I was looking at the globe, I thought it was insulting me saying, you are gay. <laughs> I was like, stay away from no. that guy. Right. No, uh,
0: no, 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 no. Uh, Rodrigo Aguirre of, uh, of I believe he's playing in Italy right now, uh, but he is Uruguayan and he's not like, you know, one of those uh, Norwegian-born Uruguayans. He's mm. actually Uruguayan.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> well, actually, he's... um. His, his rights are owned uh, by Udinese of uh, Serie A, um, but he's currently playing for Nacional of Uruguay. He's on loan right now. Um, in fact, in the past three and a half years, uh, pretty much when he started his career in Udinese, which was around 20 years old, by the way, um, he's been loaned out four times. Um, so uh, he went to, I believe, uh, it was... Uh, see if I recall. Empoli, Perugia lugano and right now at nacional in uruguay um and now if the galaxy were to get him it would also be a loan deal um
0: well it has to be a loan deal deal because i believe uranese wants six million dollars for the right right and we don't have that
1: money and we don't have the dp spot so it would be a loan um so here's the thing You said that the Kamara deal there's a twist to it because now there is a mid-table La Liga team that um, is interested in him, which can throw the entire deal, you know, um, off the table. Well, about 45 minutes ago, this was this came out. I don't think you heard about it. Um, it looks like, and this is gonna upset people. It looks like MLS has blocked the deal. That the galaxy and Aguirre actually came uh, to terms with.
0: I believe I believe the uh, the 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 one and only galaxy outsider. Yes. Uh, initially tweeted us. Uh, yes. with, with that information. No 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 uh, no, no that from was somebody the, from else.
1: The agents. No, I think that was somebody else. I it wasn't tweeted to us. I actually saw it. Um, he said um, that there was another team interested in him. I believe it was another where was it? It was uh, Montreal. No, no, no. So we, no, no. Apparently... We, we we knew that Montreal was interested in him in, in, in as well, but I think there was another team that was also trying to get Oh, it was Emelec. It was Ecuador's Emelec. Oh, okay. That's what that's so... what he that's what he tweeted us. Well, today um there was a um I guess it was on a uh, Uruguayan uh, television uh, publication show There was an interview going on with his agent. He represents Rodrigo Aguirre. He was on the show. And he basically said that they reached an agreement with the LA Galaxy. But they were quote-unquote blocked from that deal happening. Now, no details were given. But the speculation is Montreal was also interested in him. And it could have been that Montreal was blocking that deal. Now... MLS obviously controls all of these teams. It could have been that MLS straight up cock-blocked the Galaxy from getting this uh, this player. Let me give you the quote.
0: Wait a minute, that's not like MLS. <laughs>
1: MLS bends the rules for the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I I really have no explanation for that. It was always uh, that was always Bruce Arena's uh, area of expertise. You know, he was a, a master negotiator for the stuff that he got done. I mean, he had to have, you know put someone's, you know, uh, head in a vice and said, hey, either your brains or your signature is going to be on this contract. You choose. <laughs> so, um, you know, so with some of the shit that he, that he pulled off, I, I, I can't help but feel that, he, that some, something like that was involved. But let me go ahead and read you the quote from, um, from uh, Rodrigo Aguirre's uh, agent here. Uh, quote, the possibility of Rodrigo Aguirre returning to Uruguayan football was completely ruled out. Although the link to MLS was blocked, Ben Kerr spoke of other offers. Everything was fixed with Los Angeles, but it got stuck because another MLS team appeared, and in the United States, directors of the league control the operations of the clubs. Today, it seems that we should look for a third team or start analyzing other possibilities. Going back to Uruguay is very difficult because there are other options. There are other offers now from Brazil and Mexico. End quote. Um, This could be the agent just... You know, stirring the pot. It could be. Um, it could be, but um, that does sound pretty MLS-y, doesn't it?
0: In yeah, a way,
1: you know... In a way, it sounds MLS, but to bring in another, you know, young, talented South American to the league sounds anti-MLS. Um, so, I don't know. I- I'm kind of in between that. I'm not really sure if this is true, if this is a rumor, if this, like you said, the agent's stirring the pot. Um... But, you know, we're going to have to keep our our eye out because it looks like we went from, you know, two solid strikers to we may not, you know, have either one of those and we're right back to square one. As far as what we've been hearing, we're back to square one. Um, But um, up until that, uh, about 45 minutes ago, the possibility of even signing both of those strikers seemed like a possibility i know that people were asking uh josh Guessman um if it's possible for the galaxy to sign both of those strikers and he did not rule it out he did not say it's ludicrous he did not say it was impossible he said it was it was possible he wasn't ruling it out i personally find it unlikely i think it's possible but i think it's unlikely to happen however i'm going to say this if If on the off chance, we were able to sign both Kamara and Aguirre, granted that it's not going to have a big splash as to say you were to sign a Slatan or any other DP caliber. uh, Pato to LAG. (laughs) Or Pato. (laughs) um, Or Chicharito now, apparently. Or Chicharito. That's another one that's been swirling around now. If you were to sign one of those players, obviously it's going to make headlines. It's going to make a splash. These two guys aren't going to make that type of a splash, but signing both of them, that is going to, like, make Galaxy fans lose their shit. Because it may not be a big of a splash as, say, a Zlatan or a Chicharito, but it's pretty goddamn close.
0: Right. It's not going to it's not going to sell shirts, but it sure as hell will score goals.
1: Yeah. Um but however, I find it interesting and I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but dude, we're on a podcast. Fuck it. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and think about what would happen if you were to sign both Kamara and Aguirre. Um like I said, I think it's unlikely, but if we were to sign uh, both of those players, it becomes kind of interesting when you look at uh, the lineups, because um, most of the starting uh, lineup is pretty much set and locked in based on uh, who the Galaxy have acquired. On, yes. on how much they're getting paid. Right, exactly. So you sign both of these strikers. Both of them are TAM guys. Those guys are not coming off the bench. Those guys are not backing each other up. Those, are gonna, those two are going to be on the field at the same time. So you can take away that lone striker formation out the window, you're going to have two strikers. You have so you have eight other spots to play with, uh, not including the goalkeeper. You have eight other spots to play with. Your back line yeah. is already set. Yep. Cole, you got the, the Santos brothers. <laughs> you have the, the Santos brothers and Allison Drini. That leaves uh oh, and Perry Kitchen. And
0: well, what about what about Lejet?
1: Okay, that's where I was going with this. Uh-huh. You have one spot open here. And it's not going... I mean, I'm sorry. It's not legit. You have a the two strikers, your midfielders, you have your three DPs, and Perry Kitchen. That's four right there. If you keep your back four with Cole, with Shelvick, with uh, Felcher, and with Steris... That's your starting lineup and Leggett has been pushed to the bench. So, here's the thing. Here here's the way you can look at it. Either you're going to sit someone from the defense down, which would probably be Steris and go with the 3-5-2, which is not happening. <laughs> that is not happening, by the way. Um you're not going to bolster up your defense just to take well, one of those spots away.
0: Okay, so you can play Cole, you can play Cole on the left. Who's on the right? I mean, you you think that Felcher is is the guy? Felcher is to gonna go have to be the, the guy,
1: road? but it's not gonna happen. They're not going with three five two. Let's get yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. just put okay.
0: that out of the uh,
1: put, uh, throw that out the window. They're not you can gonna go Kitchen, go three, you can five, go two. Kitchen
0: and Jonah, and you can go Leget, Alessandrini, Gio, and then uh, no.
1: Aguirre and and, and uh, Kamara, right? Well, if you use a three five two formation, that's the only way that can happen. Right, it, and obviously in a The easy solution and the easy fix that every or most Galaxy fans can come up with is, well, Gio goes to the bench and you put Legit in. Problem (laughs) solved. He's the most expensive player. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. There's 0% chance that happens. The only way that happens is if Gio gets injured. It has to be a legitimate injury. It cannot be like, oh, he's quote-unquote injured. It's just not happening. So Legit would go to the bench. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, you're going to feel for Legit. And you're going to want him in the starting lineup over Geo. Think of it this way. The guys coming off the bench are now starter worthy. That is a huge upgrade They're... from last season. You have yeah. legit. You have Emma. You have Hucidich. You have Carrasco. Each that can come in to the midfield to either kill off a game or to... Uh, spark an offense if need be with Legit and Emma. Yeah, you have
0: you have right back superstar Jesse Zardes,
1: and you have Zardes. Oh, the thing is, if you were to get both of these strikers, Zardes would be not on the team. Zardes is gone. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine that they would keep Zardes. He would be definitely be uh, relegated to the bench. And um, I mean, if that happens, I'm pretty sure he's going to be um, very unhappy. He's going to uh, ask for a trade. I'm, I'm sure he wants to trade right now um he knows he's being shopped around he knows that the galaxy don't want him um yeah because
0: mls has tagged him in they've tagged his twitter account in in the the fact that the stories that the galaxy are shopping him out
1: right right so i mean that's um, how he
0: knows because it because the fucking league has tagged him
1: well imagine
0: imagine imagine getting that imagine getting that email at work you know like oh hey uh we're looking for your replacement uh
1: <laughs> cc CC me <laughs> well I mean if we, we're not under contract
0: but, 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 but I still work here <laughs> but I
1: still work here um hey you know what if you want to replace me for work and I don't have to do any work and I'm still getting paid I'd be down for that <laughs> I'm just saying um but no I don't see jazzy's artist being on this team if you were to sign both of those strikers he, they, he would have no need um if he does come off the bench again, um, you would have a guy that would be coming off the bench that would start, um, in some other MLS team, um, would, could also, uh, give you a spark depending on, you know, what his current form is, uh, his first touch, notwithstanding there. Um, so it, it like I said, uh, if this happens and I, I very much doubt that they would sign both, um, Siggy Schmidt has just been I mean, the, the guy has been on his A plus game this offseason.
0: Well, yeah, certainly this offseason really does feel like a home run. Um not to mix uh, uh sports references here. Um, you know, I don't know, is it a is it a power play? Do I does that work?
1: Um I don't no. know, I don't know, hockey
0: as well. Um uh, all right, I'll just stay away from that one. I will I'll, I'll, I'll call it a, a um if they don't sign if they don't sign a uh a striker uh in the off season, um I would call it a triple. Uh if they end up getting either one, either Kamara or Aguirre uh uh over the line, I would say that's a home run. That's a grand slam. Yes.
1: I, I well, I actually think um well, if you sign both, I think you got like back-to-back grand slams. <laughs> um, that's not even possible um, but if you sign one of them I think it's a grand slam if you sign zero and at the start of the uh, the season your strikers are still Zardis, Lassiter and Jameson um, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a double because you have bolstered every other part of your um team up including the depth the defense, the goalie, the leadership. Yeah. But and 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 they got younger. And they got younger. Yes, uh, significantly younger. Um. So, but without that striker, you know what? That's not going to strike fear in the hearts of these defenses, and, and they're still going to see that you know that same impotent 2017 Galaxy attack. And you know, unless Gio can come out, um you know, on fire this season. And you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's a new season. Everyone gets a fresh start. Um, just because you were bad last year doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the same year this year. The same can be said for Allison Drini, by the way. Uh, just because he had a good season last year doesn't necessarily mean he's going to have one this year. We hope that's not the case. How dare you? I, hey, It's a possibility. And I, I, I will know. say this. I am going to say this. Um, I think that his output... Um, this season does go down, not because he's not capable, not because he's going to have a sophomore slump, but because I think the weight is going to be off his shoulders and there's going to be more um, of a uh, well-rounded attack, whereas I had said last season, it looks like as versatile as we, you know, had heard Alison Gini was when he... Uh, when he was signed, we heard he played on the right, he could play on the left, and he can play the central uh, if need be, you know, um, worst-case scenario. So I go, well, if you have a versatile player like that, it almost seems like the offense is going to run through him. That's exactly yeah. what happened, but more on the long the lines of, you know what, no one else is stepping up, I'm going to do this myself. Yeah, it I didn't just run happened. through him,
0: it was him.
1: Yeah, it was only him. Um, so, um I don't think that happens this year only because uh, Schmidt has uh, everyone that he wants. This is his team. They'll all be, or presumably all be there at at the start of camp. They'll have that, you know, those two months together to get the chemistry going. They're going to know exactly uh, what their roles are. Um, Obviously, Alessandrini is going to be a a big weapon on the team, but if you were to sign. either Kamara or Aguirre, that the load um, for Alessandrini just got a lot lighter. And uh, with everyone, uh, you know, knowing their roles, uh, you have a World Cup year, might motivate Gio uh, to, to do something with another striker. It could make him a better player. I think Jonathan Dos Santos did... Uh, pretty well for us last season in the games that he did play uh with the whole season and a pre and a whole preseason uh, behind him i think uh and going box to box with perry kitchen uh as his uh as his partner being the enforcer um it's looking pretty good but they do need yeah. to sign that striker um i think they hit that grand slam they just signed one of those guys and uh the galaxy are are definitely uh contenders and if uh they hit a stride at the right time after the World Cup, you never know. This is MLS. Uh, you know, they, they could possibly make an MLS Cup run. We don't know how they're going to play. That's something that we won't even be able to figure out till at least maybe April or May to find out if these guys have chemistry, if they, uh, you know, if they uh, they play well together, um, if the the new guys that are being brought in, which is, like, I think, like six or seven of them, if they get assimilated with the league quickly, you know, this is stuff that, you know, we just have to take that wait and see approach and uh you know, it's a brand new season. Everyone gets a, a, a fresh new start. Everyone believes uh, they have hope this year. Everyone believes that the in preseason, unless you're Philly or New England, um <laughs> that you have a legitimate shot at getting MLS Cup. Shit, even LAFC fans are thinking that they're going MLS Cup, which is ridiculous, but that's yeah, well, what the that's what the preseason is about. It is it's 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 adorable. Um, but that's what preseason is about. It's about hope, and you know we have a new hope now, and we're we have the right pieces. So um, if you're a Galaxy fan, you have every right to be excited. You have every right to be uh, happy. Uh, this season is a complete 180 from last off season. Um, this is how you rebuild a team. This is how you make a team younger. This is how you get a team going uh, forward and all on the same page here. Yeah, so a
0: lot to look forward to. So, Louis, I have to ask you. All the other podcasts are doing it. I have to ask you too. This is the game we play because we we got to throw our hat into the ring here. Uh, what is your prediction? And and we'll I know we'll do a a, a
1: like
0: MLS preview show uh, before the season starts. But what is your hope for the Galaxy this year?
1: Well, I think we had mentioned it on the last Super Uh, someone had asked us what do we think um the question was a little um so it's a little off base because we had 13 players on the roster we have no idea what this team was going to look like now that it's starting to come into focus um it does look like we're contenders I, i think that the playoffs is not a goal that we should be um how do i say this um that's not something you were... that
0: we should be satisfied with. Right. Like making, there you go. Simply making the playoffs isn't something that the LA Galaxy as an organization should be satisfied with.
1: I agree with you there. But if you were to ask that question at the end of last season, making the playoffs would be a breath of fresh air. Given what we have um, acquired in the offseason, uh, minus that striker, it does look like it's. The, the playoffs shouldn't satisfy us um and that it should be a foregone conclusion that with this team with the time that siggy had to work with them in the entire preseason um, all these guys are gonna be there um in January there's no uh, as of right now we, we there's no summer uh signings we don't have a DP spot so it's not we're gonna make a big splash w- w- with it um there's no reason for us to say you know what? At the very least, we need to make the playoffs, but we should probably be looking at something significantly uh, bigger than that. Now, am I going to sit here and tell you that we are now on par with what Toronto uh, is doing or even uh, NYCFC? Um, Probably not, but uh, in the West... If it stays as even as it did last season, I, I think that we can probably sneak into one of those top three spots. I, I'm not entirely sure. Like I said, it's a little premature. I do want to say with this team, this is a playoff caliber team. Um, we just hope that they uh, they play well together because uh, we, as Galaxy, Galaxy fans, we are well aware that uh, a strong paper team doesn't win championships. So, um, the the product on the field, um, has to be better than what, uh, we're currently seeing on paper right now. And uh, obviously that's everyone's, uh, hope. Um, and everyone is very optimistic as they should be. So, um, I would say at the, at the very least, um, it's a playoff and it's not something that you should just be happy to be there. It should be a foregone conclusion.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for Galaxy stuff, right?
1: Um, I believe so. Uh, preseason camp starts in as of this recording. It's six about days. six days, so by the time this is out, maybe five or four days. So it's just around the corner. Um, no, like I said, n- no striker yet. Um, even if you I'm sign sure, one striker, sure you still as have as about eight punts. Huh? As soon as we're
0: done here, I'm sure uh, we'll sign three strikers. <laughs>
1: that would um that would not surprise me given how uh the timing on our of our podcast <laughs> um you know it's funny i just oh my god as you said that i go let me just look on twitter just to see what what's happening and the very first tweet that pops up it says new signing i'm like you got to be kidding me and, and it's just <laughs> It's just corner of the galaxy saying, "Oh, we signed Emra Clemente." I'm like, "Oh,
0: oh, damn!" I thought I thought you were gonna say it's it's Josh announcing that we signed uh, Pato.
1: Dude, he's he's already smacked you once. Don't uh, don't. Uh... <laughs> he didn't smack
0: me. He didn't smack anything.
1: <laughs> well, maybe he hasn't seen you yet. All right, there you go. Uh, all
0: right, well, that's like I said, that's it for Galaxy News as of this moment that we are recording right now at ten eleven p.m. on Tuesday night. Uh, ten, you know, things could all change at ten fifteen. who knows? <laughs> um, uh, Lewis, we have about uh, maybe about 10 minutes left in the, in the podcast, in the main pod. We are going to record a penalty show tonight. Um, do you have any other thing that came up? Uh, I know there's the, uh, the stuff about, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez. There's the stuff about Kyle Martino, uh, a slew of other things. Uh, do you have anything else for us? This week,
1: um, aside from those topics, no, not really. Uh, Joe, a lot of galaxy filled news, uh, and happy to, uh, you know, talk about that. Um, as far as uh, the other news, uh, revolving U.S. soccer, it's a World Cup year, you're not in it, them, <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's right. The galaxy play, uh,
0: like Bosnia or something. Um, not sorry, the galaxy, the U.S. men's national team or the U.S. boys national team, uh, play Bosnia soon. Um fuck him. I don't I don't care about that game one bit. It's the one game that we get at the StubHub and um I could care less about it.
1: Yeah. Uh th- there's not really any point um to those camps. Uh usually a bunch of MLS players uh it's um it's not something that I put a lot of stock into. Nobody usually does. Um we've talked about this. Zardes no,
0: well, is in camp.
1: Zardes is in camp and he's a veteran, which says a lot by the way um but no no uh, we've said it before there's no meaningful games uh for another couple years um this is a a complete rebuilding we have no um well we're in a transitional period we're going to have a new u.s soccer president uh we have no idea who that's going to be we have no idea what direction they're going to take the program what changes are going to be made if any um Probably one of the reasons why Jonathan Gonzalez uh, decided to go with Mexico. I mean, the 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 U.S. soccer is kind of in shambles. That they're they have no uh, no direction. Uh, they're not going yeah. to the World Cup. I, I can't blame the kid for for uh, picking Mexico. I, in fact, I probably would have done the same thing if I had that option. Um, this is not. I mean, I know a lot of people got upset over it, and I think mostly because um, with the rebuilding of the uh, the team that's going to take place within the next uh, World Cup cycle. They're going to go young. Uh, So, you know, you're looking at Christian Pulisic. uh, You're looking at McKinney. You're looking at Carter Vickers. uh, You're looking at a lot of uh, sergeant. um, You're looking at a lot of young guys. And this guy was 18 years old who played um, in uh, the runner-up of the Mexican League, which is not uh, an easy league by any stretch of the imagination. And he was a starter, and he made a difference. And he at 18 years old, he was already – getting minutes uh how many 18 year olds do you see in mls getting minutes it, it just it doesn't really happen too often right. if at yeah. all so here's a guy that would should have been um just an automatic call-up like do you get this guy any uh any way you can that wasn't the case for whatever reason um but i also well, believe that this is also not a make or break um you know acquisition for the program. Uh,
0: no, I I don't think that Jonathan Gonzalez was like the Mexican American Messi, or, or even the, the Mexican American uh, um, Neymar. Um, he was certainly somebody that could have helped the, the national team, but to be, let's be honest, the, the U S national team would have, wouldn't have known what to do with them.
1: Yeah. It almost seems like um, the talent that they do find, they, yeah, they, it almost seems like they, they, they squander it. Um, this is obviously something that the new president is going to have to address uh, as far as identifying talent and then what to do with it. This also goes in with MLS. I mean, a lot of talk has been said that um, there was actually, you know what, there's a perfect time to bring it up. Um, I didn't say anything at the time because we were under the uh, Riot Squadcast flag here, and they they usually don't talk um, international soccer or men's national team soccer. They usually stick to the Galaxy, so I didn't want to get too into it. But uh, during the last Superpod, um, Josh Gessman had said, you know, uh, talking about, you know, just cutting all the Galaxy 2 guys, and, you know, if you're just going to do And you he get, talked about
0: the getting rid of the academy system. Right, right.
1: So he said um, get rid of the academy in which you said, no, you cannot do that. He asked you why uh, and he pressed you on it and you gave him an answer. You didn't necessarily give him a why. You gave him as to why um, it's not working per se, not why it should be kept around. I had an answer to it. Like I said, I just I, I didn't want to get into it because we were uh, it wasn't under our flag where we do talk about this stuff, but my opinion on that, and I agree with you that you should not be getting rid of these academies, but the reason why you shouldn't be getting rid of these academies is because of the national team. The MLS sides, they're just incidental. When I think of youth academies, I'm thinking that you're trying to develop talent that will eventually get to the national team. Um, you're trying to develop a player that's so good and MLS, and this is another one of those criticisms that um, I, uh, I have said, and I think you've agreed with me, um, a couple of – I think Paul Tenorio uh, wrote an article about it, is that MLS needs to embrace the fact that they can develop talent and then sell them to the big clubs. That's yeah. what I think should be happening. Get your academies in there, develop talent, hope to get that one superstar, have them play on your team, two, three seasons, get that trophy – sell them to a, one of uh, a European club for a hefty price that all that money is yours. If it's a homegrown and then you just keep doing that cycle over and over again. And in, in return, you're also helping the national team um, in their quest for what they want to do. They need to work together here. The reason why you shouldn't be getting rid of these academies is for that reason is because the national team is dependent on it.
0: Um, Yeah, I I think Josh's point is more that the the job of the academies is, sorry, the job of MLS is not to uh, generate talent for the national team because a lot of these academies uh, have players or bring players up that play for countries that are not the United States. Um, But having said that, you never know when you're going to find that diamond in the rough. You look at La Masia in, in Barcelona and, yeah, you have the golden generation where Xavi, Eniesta, uh, Pique, and uh, Puyo, and, and uh, Messi all came up in, the, in La Masia. But outside of that, you don't have a lot of other like world-class talent coming out of academies. What you do have is you have a lot of just good, serviceable players. Um, they may never ever play for the first team for the club that they're coming up in, but they fill the they fill the landscape. You know, they they they're the things that fill in all the little gaps that that uh, may or may not get overlooked. And sometimes you get you uncover that diamond in the rough, and and you you reap the benefits of that. But you can't just get rid of an academy system because it hasn't produced in what, 20 years? I,
1: I even think it's less than that. Are the academy didn't start with, uh, with right. the, uh, the inception of the league. It, it, they right. came in much later. So they're still, I don't even think they're even 10 years old. I don't even think the oldest one is like 10 years old now. So yeah, you're right. when, when you're comparing that to you know, youth academies of like what you had mentioned, the Super Bowl, when you're comparing them to Spain and England and Germany that have been doing it for decades, there's no over way over 100 you,
0: years yeah, a century
1: th- yeah there's no way that you can compete with that and especially with a culture that embraces soccer as the national sport as the most popular sport it's extremely difficult to compete with that i ha- i still have no doubt in my mind that the, the united states is perfectly capable of producing a world class team on the soccer field but um, the culture does need to change and it does need to to, to be fixed where it's not just the hipster thing to do. It's still, you know, not the, uh, the 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 little sport that could anymore. It has to be mainstream. It has to be covered, you know, the coverage that say you get for a World Series or a Super Bowl or uh, an NBA final, where there's like you know hours on of it on on a Sports Center or across like um, different shows. That needs to happen for MLS Cup. And you, it's not. You know what's, you know what's
0: infuriating to me. Anytime, anytime I go to lunch and I go to a, a place that has uh, a, you know any kind of sports channel on, and and I start watching and paying attention to like Around the Horn or um, like you know Parting the Interruption or or any one of these things, and I'm sitting there listening to some of these topics that that are being discussed, and I'm I'm just like beside myself, going like Hire me! I'll do that. I can do that. I can talk about bullshit like that. What the hell are, why are these people getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to talk about somebody's, you know, tattoo, to talk about how many stickers (laughs) the guy's football helmet has on, you
1: know,
0: to talk about somebody's tweet for hours. I'm like, that's what we do. That's, that's our podcast. Pay us for it.
1: Well, that's the difference. If uh, that's why we do the podcast, because if we were any good, we'd be getting paid for it. (laughs) <laughs> They're not good. They're no better than we are. Come on. Oh, man. Uh, uh, not when it comes to soccer. I, I do believe that, that there is that, um, you know, this is a script. You stick to it. I have no knowledge of it. We got to bring in, you know, Taylor Twelman to kind of educate us. And then we kind of fill We'll ask him the question that our producer gave us. And then Taylor Twelman will just basically fill in everything else. And I'm pretty much clueless to it. That needs to change. Uh, you know, everyone needs to get more educated on the sport. Um That's something that obviously doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to fix that in the next World Cup cycle. This is a process that takes uh, quite a while. It's going to take you know, generations to do and the more and more um, that MLS grows, the more and more you'll see it happening. Um, But um, I I just think that um, for me personally, I think the academies reflect a lot on the national team. I do believe that there's obviously exceptions to the rule, but I do believe that the state of your league really does show the state of your national team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I got a, I got a pity. I got a pity question the other day at work. Um, I was talking to, to, to one of my coworkers and uh, he and, and somebody else were going on and on about some football team that neither one of them were fans of, but they just knew a lot of details about this one player. And, and I was just shaking my head, and and, and, uh, and I said, you know, the crazy thing is, is about sports culture here is that you can ask. I, can, I, I see these interactions at the, the, the water cooler all the time. Uh, these guys will sit there and we'll go over, they'll pour over the, the smallest of details about every team, every football team or basketball team. Uh, or baseball um teams that they don't actively follow but they know all these things about it and i told and i told the, this guy i'm like you know last year the galaxy was in dead last for most of the season and the u.s men's national team failed to make the world cup and not a single person asked me about it
1: yeah and i think that's the the culture i know at my job um No one told me or no one knew that the galaxy were doing bad. I know that, um, there are other soccer fans, um, at my job. I might be the only MLS fan there. Um, they, they definitely know me as a soccer guy. Uh, if there's a soccer game in the break room, it's because I was in it, uh, before they got there. Um, they, they they know my love for the game. Uh, they'll engage with me mostly about the international game, uh, world cup, world cup qualifiers or international tournaments. Uh, don't really get too into the uh, MLS talk. It's very rare, but it has gotten better um, to the point where, like I said, uh, where it was once, you know, easy to make fun of the MLS supporter, uh, easy to make fun of the soccer supporter. Um, It's now, you know, a little bit more mainstream where, okay, we we really can't make fun of it anymore. And they have a little bit more knowledge about uh, the teams and the league but not enough to gauge uh, engage in full conversation. I- I've even talked to a couple guys who like, you know, they just kind of like throw it on there just to get under my skin that they're going to become LAFC fans. Um, and I can tell you right now, the only reason they become LAFC fans is for the celebrity owners. Um, 100%, right. 100% guarantee. That's the only reason why they would uh, be in there. Um, and I said, you know what? If you become an LAFC fan and you get into the league and you get into that team, You know what? I will actually embrace you because now I actually have someone to fight with at work over MLS. I no longer (laughs) it it, it no it's no longer the you know the UCLA USC rivalry or the Dodger Angel rivalry. I will have an MLS rivalry at work, and you know what? I will actually welcome that. And if that's what it took for uh for you to bandwagon into the league, then so be it. And you know, um, I I'll take it. So little by little, like I said, there's. Still a long way to go. I've seen strides here and there, but I'm with you. I I I engage in conversation about football and basketball all the time, um, and I'll get into conversation about the international game, but it's very rare that um, I get into the conversation about uh, MLS or anything that's going on within the league, um, unless you know it's a huge signing that's all over the you know the place like when beckham was signed i got a lot of talk about that when donovan was a galaxy guy or when he you know was not calling to the world cup that was a talking point um i haven't been to work since but i'm sure i'll get the uh you know donovan to leon thing at work as soon as i get back so um <laughs> but um but yeah, it's uh, it's a culture that needs to change, and it's not going to happen overnight. And I know that you know, as Americans, we're very impatient with this. Um, obviously, Come on, miss- I want it now. Yeah, missing the World Cup doesn't really help that cause, and it does seem like we went backwards, and we did. Um, so, um, but I still firmly believe that I will see the United States win a World Cup in my lifetime, barring some you know tragic event that happens to me.
0: <laughs> Christian Pulisic. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's going to do it for Ellie's Our House episode 95. I do want to bring up one last thing before we go, though. Um, Lewis, I'm not sure if you saw this news yet, but uh, the one and only Ronaldinho has officially hung up his boots. He is retired as of today. Um, the, the, the once great uh, Ronaldinho... Um I I got the pleasure of seeing him play live uh with AC Milan when he came to uh to to play against the Galaxy um and uh and watched some and and countless YouTube videos of uh Ronaldinho's skills uh when he was with Barca, when he was with Juve. Uh he was a a, a giant personality but uh, he's retired now.
1: Yeah, I actually did see that news, um, and uh, one of the greatest players of his generation, the guy was just absolutely um, magic to watch. Uh, The guy uh, was... (laughs) He did it with such ease. um, it, It looked like, yeah, I can do that when in reality you'd probably like break both legs trying to do what he did <laughs> um you know the, the guy was uh he's a world cup winner he basically it almost seemed like he won everything he touched and yeah. uh so i mean he, except, he for, to be... except
0: for except for a beauty contest
1: except for a beauty contest yes <laughs> and uh yeah there, there was no way that was happening um so uh but no uh uh one of the greats uh, retires uh, he's going to uh, in my personal opinion the, the guy is soccer legend um, one of the best that ever played this game um, I don't want to put him up there with say a uh, a Messi or a Ronaldo right now but in his prime if you were in there with uh, with the big three right now um, I, I would say uh, it, it, it would be pretty close
0: yeah uh, the the guy was the guy was the type of player. Any time he touched the ball, you stopped and you you watched.
1: Yep. Yes. You yes. didn't take your eyes off of him. Yeah, yeah. He was the focal point uh, of uh, any team he played for. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, again, um, our how, our hearts go out to uh, to producer Bobby. Uh, you know, he, he lost his mom. That's not uh, you know never never an easy thing. Um. To have to deal with, uh, we're gonna post uh, uh, details of, of the GoFundMe page uh, later this week. So keep an eye on it. Please share if you can contribute. Please contribute. Um, you know, and uh, and again, our, our hearts go out to you, Bobby. We we can't wait to have to have you back.
1: Yeah, um, any little bit helps. Uh, as we said, this was kind of uh, an unexpected um, passing. Um, If any of you have had the uh, unfortunate event of having to deal with something like this, you know how expensive uh, a funeral can be, uh, especially when it's unexpected. Uh, The the funeral homes are just going to charge you, you know, even higher just because you can. So uh, any little bit helps. Uh, um, It would be greatly appreciated by uh, Bobby and the family if uh, you can contribute uh, whatever um, that you can give.
0: All right. So for uh, for uh, Lewis, uh,
1: say goodbye. I'll see you guys next week.
0: And I'm David. And for Bobby, of course, as always, litters.
1: Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisarehouse.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content.
0: Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You
1: can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.